Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right. Hey, welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast. I'm super excited. We have a special guest with us today. I mean, all of our guests are special, but I'm really excited to talk to Priscilla Loomis. She is a 2016 Olympian. Priscilla, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today and to share your story. Um, I really appreciate you being here. Um, And, you know, it's not every day that I get to talk to an Olympian. So welcome, (laughs) welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love for you to tell us, I ask everybody, um, obviously, you know, exercise and fitness has taken a really big role in your life. If you've gone all the way to the Olympics, I would love for you to share with us, how did you get started? Like, was this something that started very early in life for you? Um, Actually, yes, it did. Um, I started uh, running track at six years old and it kind of went on from there. So I've been involved in track and field since I was six. I got involved with um, volleyball, dance, the arts, all of that along the journey. Um, And then in middle school, I started doing all the events in track and field. Most people think, oh, did you play basketball because you're tall? I'm like, I can't dribble. I can't shoot. Like basketball is not my thing. And I'm really sorry uh, that I let everybody down. But um, yeah, so I started throwing the shot put. I was doing distance um, and I didn't even start high jump until I got to high school. And so I was very much involved in track and um, the arts simultaneously. So exercise and fitness were always a part of my life. Uh, I was built for it. My dad was a football player. My mom was a bowler, but you know, they're still athletes. They're still active and fit and stuff. So um, it's always been in my DNA. And so I've absolutely loved it. And I actually went uh, to St. John's University in New York City um, on a full ride for track and field. So it has been with me for pretty much my entire life. Um, And so I feel like it's part of my DNA. I totally love that. That's amazing. Six years old at track and field. Wow. I didn't even know you could do that at six years old. Oh, it's getting younger and younger. I'm surprised now because there's clubs and mm-hmm. I mean, these people have these kids in like beautiful custom made uniforms. They got the headband. They're traveling all across the country mm-hmm. to take their three and four and five year olds to be like, oh, my kid's the fastest five year old. I'm like, Okay. (laughs) You know, that's funny because my kids started playing soccer when they were um, four and they didn't get into travel until they were about eight, but it's like a whole way of life. Like it's a a whole entire lifestyle. And before you know it, like that's all you're doing. Like that's that's it. That's all you're doing. And they're Um, doing this to themselves. Like the kid was mom, I need to travel around the world to let my talent be known. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and I remember when my kids got to be like 14, 15, I'm like, I'm so over this because we've been doing it for years, you know. It's a lot. It'll age you really well. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that you were tall. Can I, do you mind if I ask how tall you are? 
girl, you can ask anything. Um, I am only five ten and a half, which is, and I say only because in the world of high jump, um, most of my competitors are six feet and up. Wow. Yeah. So let's talk about a high jump. So like, I remember trying that when I was in middle school and like I hit the bar every time, like I was not good at it. Um, I was, I, I was n not, never a very like sports person. Like I used to do like exercise videos in my room. Gotcha. Like, that was, that was, that was my exercise. Um, I did try track and field when I was in middle school and I was not good at it. Um, so I would love for you to talk a little bit about the high jump. Like, tell us what it is. Tell us yep. like, tell us why you love it. All of the things. I got you girl. Um, so like I said, I started the high jump my freshman year of high school and a lot of, I, I did the hurdles, I did shop, but like I said, so I was just an all around kind of athlete. And so uh, we had a senior on the team and she was obviously about to graduate and you know, you have senior trip, you have the prom, you have all these things where she wasn't going to make it. And so um, they were like, oh, Priscilla's tall and, and you know, lanky, let's go get her. And so um, my coach at the time, Took, you know, remember those back in the day books where you would like flip it and it was just like a moving picture? Yeah. Okay. That's how I was talking about Really? Yes. Yes. Like a cartoon book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Flip high jump book. I wish I still had it because that'd be amazing. Um, and so I am a big daredevil. I like getting out of my comfort zone. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'll try it. Let's do this. And so it was one of those events where I quickly got better um, without really any effort. It was just kind of like natural to me. And so my mom at that time, I mean, she was a single parent and she decided, you know, if you're going to get good at this and you like it, I will sign you up for private coaching. So taking one step back, the high jump is not the one with the pole. The one with the pole is the pole vault. The one with the high jump is where you stand on either side of a large um, mat with crossbar mm -hmm. in the picture now. So you can stand on either side and you run in a J shape or like a candy cane shape in a sense um, towards the bar and you jump over backwards, taking off with one foot. I think that's the best way I could ever explain it. Um, and so the objective is obviously not to touch the bar. Um, it can weeble and wobble, mm -hmm. but it can't fall down. And so you get three attempts at every single height. And so in high school, um, a big deal during my time, you know, it was a couple, many years ago. And uh, it was, you know, five feet was a really big deal. Really big deal. Uh, I cleared five feet. And then it was like, okay, five, two. And I cleared five feet, two inches, five feet, four inches, five feet, six inches. And so when I started working with my coach, I was clearing about five foot, four inches. And he saw a lot of potential in me. This is my former Olympic coach. And so uh, I worked with him two times a week, sometimes three times a week. Uh, my mom would drive me back and forth. I would go you know, to high school. I would go to practice. And then I would go to, um, you know, these private clinic sessions for the high jump. And it wasn't until my senior year that I took it really seriously um, because obviously we have to pay for college. And I was like, all right, well, what do we do? And I wanted to be the next Beyonce. I was like, I'm just going to go to New York. I'm going to live my life and I'm done with sports. And um, 
I realized how much college was. And so I took it a step further and I started taking it very, very seriously. And I jumped five feet, nine inches um, my senior year and colleges were calling. I went to, you know, nationals and that was it. So high jump is all like, it's really been paving the way for me and I've absolutely loved it. So I just want to interject here and give a little bit of a visual. So for you listeners out there, I want you to picture someone jumping backwards <laughs> off of one foot, almost as tall as they are, right? Yeah. Like that's pretty incredible. Like that's a lot of power. Like yeah. That's that's a lot of power. Like yes. that's pretty yeah. incredible. That's a lot of what I do. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good blend. And I definitely will say that as I've gotten older, it's a back in the day, obviously in high school, I was just, I was, I never even saw a weight room. Literally, like I was just going out there, you know, doing the track workouts and jumping. That was it. So I realized how powerful I was for as, as thin as I was. So I liked that blend. And I had a little bit of speed. I wasn't obviously like, you know, Usain Bolt, but I had a little bit of speed, which helped me as well. So in those aspects, I was really happy about that. Well, and with power, it's really like the like the formula for power is speed times strength. Yes. So when you're doing that jumping, like I don't think that people even realize like the the um, how hard it is to to jump and how good it is for your body. Yeah. Um, I, I I worked in research briefly, and I was very into you know like learning about things. Like I have a degree in exercise science, okay. and across the way, like one of the longest running studies that I ever read about, like, you know, in like a peer reviewed journal was about the benefits of jumping, like long-term benefits, like lifelong benefits of jumping that has on um, the bones of women. So oh. girls that jump when they're very young have less problems with osteoporosis. They have less problems, like, like they live longer lives, like they have less problems, like less falling, less all kinds of things because they did that jumping when they were young. Oh, so wow. this is like, the study was like 60, like 60 years long. Yes, I can so imagine. Really, yeah, so like, if you think about that, like you didn't know it, but you were yep. really taking care of your body just by learning how to jump. Yes. And it, but if you think about it, a lot of girls, when they start off, they're usually doing some kind of dance, gymnastics, tumbling, something that requires some kind of plyometric. And so I think that is a key. And I don't think a lot of people know that study. I don't think a lot of people know that. Um, but it is interesting that the older you get in the high jump, usually the better you do. So the gold medalist at the Olympics in 2016 uh, was 37. Yeah. So, and for me, I'm 32 and this will be my second Olympics and I still feel really good. I feel like I have so much more to give. So I think plyometrics, especially for women, I, I concur with that study. I think it's, it's right on the head. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, like my, like I was telling you, like my children were in um, sports when they were young and my youngest was very much into basketball and she was a short little thing. She had to stop because of concussions, um, but um, yeah, like she got like four in like a year. It was terrible. Um, but I used to, I used to do box training with her okay. and it's such an intense workout that like, you can't do much more than like 20 minutes. Like you really yeah. can't. And you feel it 
in a totally different way than running, yeah. than um, you know, any kind of weightlifting. Like it's just a completely different kind of workout. Um, so with that being said, can you tell us about your workouts? Like, what does that look like? How do you train for the high jump? Of course. Um, so I, I recently got a new coach two years ago and she's absolutely phenomenal. And she, um, is actually on her way to get her doctorate next December. So, um, she had a, you know, a degree in exercise science, kinesiology. And so we have been working um, heavily with my strengths. So a lot, obviously a lot of women are taller than me in my field. So, but I am powerful and I'm fast. So we needed to hone in on those and just kind of work on my weaknesses. So in the fall, I, I don't know if everybody knows, the fall training season is very different than in season. We're not doing the same things. Fall is building your base. So in the fall from September to December, beginning of January, we're doing a lot of strength training, which is meaning a lot of in the weight room. Um, it depends because there's a program, but sometimes it's heavy weight with um, low reps or it'll be lighter weight with a lot of reps. Um, and that consists of all the Olympic lifts, you know, squats, hang cleans, power cleans, split squats, split jerk, you know, all these kinds of things. And again, it's all about the dynamic movement and moving the bar fast. And then on the track, it's sprints, but it's not sprints as in 400 meters, 800 meters. It sprints as in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 meters. Um, and I'll, I could have like, I don't know, 10 sets of those. And in between those sets, I'll have hurdle hops of like three to six hurdle hops. So I'll do that. Um, and then three, three times a week, I'll be jumping. And that's how my fall is every single day. I get one day off. And then what's great about my coach is she's very much like, how are you feeling? You know, like sometimes it's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I can't do a thing. She's like, okay, we're going to take an active recovery. Or it's that time in the season in the fall where it's like, okay, sorry, but you have to push through. You got to get through this. So there are so many exercises and it's so many things across the board for the fall. Um, so typically let's say it's a Monday. So Monday I'll have, you know, my 25 minute warm up that, which includes a lot of dynamic stretching, um, and making sure that it's, um, I'm doing a lot of, I want to say prep, but it has to be while I'm sweating. I have to really, really be warm. Warming up is the worst thing in the world to me. I absolutely hate it. So I'm really sorry. Um, so I take about 25 minutes doing that and I'm also rolling. So I have a PVC pipe and I'll roll out and I'll do that for about five to 10 minutes. And then I do my warm up, which is the same thing every single day. It's it consisting of, you know, jogging, um, karaoke, all that kind of stuff. And so um, we'll do like A skips, B skips, and those are like the sprinting warmups as well. And then we'll get into the workout, which is usually like some kind of sprint, which is some kind of plyometric as well. And then we have weight room. And I did weight room just about four times a week. So it was a lot of in the weight room and everything consisting of, I was, I was doing plyometrics at least four times a week, at least. Um, on top of the jumping. So it's a really great blend of things. Um, it is tailored to me. 
And I think that's what some people need to understand um, is that I'll do things. Um, I had a split hang clean and everyone I posted it and people were like, what are you going to hurt yourself? And, and I'm like, you guys have to understand I'm doing this specifically for the high jump. So it is very interesting when I do post different things out there. Um, but yeah, so that's technically how it is um, during the fall. And then during the spring, we're in season, it switches up because everything is about fast. It's about speed um, and good knee drive and flexibility. So um, we have to make sure that I'm moving the bar fast, all my sprints are fast, and I'm executing in um, my curve and you know my J approach, like I said before. So it's, it's a great blend of things. It's not just jumping, which a lot of people think. It, it, I am, I mean, in the weight room, I'm power cleaning. It's only 195. I really tried to get to 200 and I couldn't. So that was really frustrating. But, you know, so I am pretty strong and I am pretty fast. So those correlating together equal what should be a really great season for me. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, so with all of that being said, like you basically are doing like a really like, I mean, you're hitting all of the parts. Yes. What's your favorite? <laughs> um, weight room. Yeah. yeah. Weight room is something where I just feel, I know it's horrible to say, but instant gratification. In a world where you don't get like, like well, in track and field, it's not instant. It's patience and timing. I love weight room. I love being there. I love... Um, I just love the feeling and I just got, um, I just partnered with, um, a company that, um, they, they can see how fast you're moving the bar. And I love that. I love seeing how fast I'm moving it. I love, um, feeling that I feel, I love pushing my numbers. I love testing myself. So yeah, I love, yeah. So when you say how fast you're moving the bar, I, I think I know what you're talking about, but you're talking about actually moving the weight bar. Is that right? Yes. Moving yeah. the actual bar in mm -hmm. that scene of straight up and down, um, fast, really, really fast. Like how do they, how do they do that? Do you know how they time you? How do they, how do they get that number? Oh, girl, that is a whole science question right there. <laughs> I, actually, I am not sure, but I can definitely. Um, it's called the Tendo unit. Okay. Um, and so I will, I'm going to go on there and I will get some info and we can circle back. Okay. <laughs> a whole nother thing. But what's great about it is I have the app on my phone and I put it in front of me on like my little tripod. Yeah. And it tells me how fast I'm moving it. So if I move it slower than my first rep, it'll blink red. But if I'm doing well, it'll blink blue and it'll beep and tell me these things. So it's great. And it kind of, cause I train by myself. It's a great pre like it tells me, okay, you need to push more or you're doing fine. So I so is, is this an app that people could use if people were interested in using, or is this like at a gym? No, no, no. So it's a product. So it is an app, but I have an actual little machine. It's it's portable, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So it's literally just this big. Um, and it has a little string that comes out of it that you tie to that you Velcro around the bar. So after you put on the weight. So if you guys, again, I love, I absolutely love this thing because for people who are serious about fitness and exercise and want not just posting, you know, the Instagram stories, 
if they really want to know how they're doing. And what's great about it is, I'm actually going to pull it up, is it tells you in different units how fast you're, like, you're moving it. It has the exercises saved on it. It's really a it's a it's an awesome tool. So you guys can they are on Instagram. It's uh, T E N D O unit. It's great. It's they don't pay me, so this is not like a paid advertisement. Right, right. I mean nothing, but I just love. Yeah. It. I, I like to support people who support me and support fitness. And so so yeah. So this is what the app. Sorry, super red. There you go. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I can put. Um, like the, so you can test it any way you want to, but you put the exercise, you put how much it is, you can put your training goal in it. Um, and it talks about like, like your peak velocity, average velocity, um, you know, concentric work time, eccentric, you can put your breaks in here. I love this thing. It's absolutely changed the game for me, especially for somebody who does train by myself and I can send these numbers to my coach. So now she knows how I'm doing. And so rather than weight numbers, rather than being like, okay, this is 135 today, 145, mm -hmm. it's allowing me to push myself for each day. Because one day I could be really tired and I'm not moving it as fast, but for that day, I know I gave it 100%. Mm -hmm. And if I'm tired and, it's, and it blinks red, it's like, mm-mm, boo-boo, we know you have more. We know you have more. And I'm like, oh. All right, fine. So it's a really, really great tool. So if you guys are interested, go check it out. You can reach out, tell them that P Money sent you. <laughs> you know what? I really love this that we brought this into the conversation because I think it's really important to, you know, recognize that when you're working out, like it is good to be driving towards a goal and taking different measures depending on what it is that you're working toward. Because, yeah. you know, all of us have those days where we just don't feel like it. You know, <laughs> like we were just like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. Like I just, I don't feel like it. Um, and sometimes, like you said, like you can't always see the difference that you're making. Like you can't always see. And there's so much that goes into your workouts that happened the day before. Yeah. Right. So yeah. regarding sleep, hydration, nutrition, yeah. all those things will play into your ability to perform so yeah. stress levels all kinds of things and that's so something that's definitely taken into account and that's something that a lot of people don't take into account when it comes to exercise mm -hmm. like your body feels it and your body knows so when it comes to i mean i have i wear a bracelet that sends to my doctor my sleep how long i slept so i can't lie to him and be like i got eight hours and it's like you got five let's let's calm down so it tells me how much I sleep, my heart rate variability, all these things, because they all play a factor. And I think a lot of people are just so, so angry, like, oh, I didn't hit my numbers, or I felt mm -hmm. like crap today, and they don't know. That's mm -hmm. what, I guess that's the difference between an Olympic athlete, because that's all, I mean, obviously, that's what we focus on. But I mean, mm -hmm. I journal how I'm feeling. Um, I journal like how many hours it tells me like how many hours I slept. So I, I track what I eat through my fitness pal. I take vitamins every day. Like there's a certain amount of things that I have to do every single day so that my coaches and my doctors know how I'm doing and why mm -hmm. I feel like through this, like one of the apps that he has, he can tell if I'm getting sick or not. He's like, mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to, you're, you need to make sure that you're taking zinc and this and this cause your body is about to get sick. So like we can track all this, but people just don't, 
um, when they go, it's like, oh, I just bought a gym membership. And that's what I hate about like, the New Year's resolution thing. Like, I'm going to get back to the gym. It's not just going to the gym. It's a lifestyle change. If you really yeah. want a lifestyle change, exercise and fitness is great, but let's do it the right way in a yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, and I think that it can be super overwhelming for people when they don't know how to self-motivate. Like sometimes the trackers and like milestones that you hit, and it can be very rewarding to use these different types of tools to Absolutely. to to really kind of know what what's going on with your body. And like, you know, yeah. obviously some of them are gonna be more accurate than others, mm -hmm. but and like you don't have to, you don't have to use them, but they can be really helpful in helping keeping you motivated and progressing, and just being the best version of yourself. I love that. I love absolutely. that. I'm definitely gonna check that out. No, I I think it's absolutely true because, I mean, even though I mean we do this on a daily, it's our whole life. So for us, it's kind of just like, oh my gosh, like okay, like this. We know what's going into it, but we actually have a goal at the end of the day. So for somebody like once I retire, I'm gonna be like, so what's my goal? Like to be beach <laughs> like is that it? Is that what I'm doing? So for me, like sometimes, like you're saying, like I have the Apple Watch, and so it's not on me. I promise. It's uh, charging, and so it says like time to get up, and I'm like I'm tired. Leave me alone. But it's just also nice to just be like, all right, you're right. Let me go walk around. Let me let me just feel a little bit better. Like let me do something. Mm -hmm. Um. So I do think it's especially because it's in it's uncharted territory if you're new to exercise and fitness. So there's nothing wrong with being able to find that motivating thing that's going to help you. And if it's available, do it. And I'm, you know, the biggest person of well, all these apps cost money. So just start with one. Just start with one. Find it, do your research, take your time the same way you're finding your your spouse or a job is the same way this lifestyle change is the kind of investment that you need to do because you're investing in yourself. So yeah. take the time. I mean, I use my Tendo unit for a little bit more of the advanced, obviously, um, athletes in the gym, but also for, um, I use my fitness pal to track my food, which is great. It has, it has really come a long way from mm -hmm. when <laughs> Definitely, yeah. yeah, I had the first version and now I have it today. I'm like, wow, you can scan your food, you can scan the barcode and now you can, yeah, you can take a picture of your plate and it'll like kind of know what is on your plate. Ooh, I didn't know about that feature. It was it's brand new and I was like, yes, girl. Yes, I loved it. So there's all these things where, um, you know, they're, they're out there to help you. They're not there mm -hmm. to overwhelm you. And yeah. so I think when you take a step back and say, okay, what is it that I really want to do? Is it that I want to lose weight? I just want to get in shape. I just want to be a little bit more active. And there are so many things out there that can help you. Um, and trust and believe if any of your, you know, the watchers need any kind of advice. I know so many people that, you know, post beginner exercises or things to do to get outside that are beginner to, you know, everything. And so that's what I, I love to promote. I love to promote one, you know, people getting active and fit and stuff, but also people who just need a friendly face and not like a corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds to me like everything that you're talking about is really making a commitment to the lifestyle. Oh, yeah. So I would love for you to speak to maybe some some younger people who 
who, who may be an aspiring Olympian who may want to do that, but don't really know how to do it. You know, they, maybe they watch, you know, the games on TV and they think it's amazing, but they don't, they don't, what would you say to them? To be honest, I was one of them. I was, I, when I was younger, I watched the games on television and everyone was like, Oh P you can totally do that. I'm like, yeah, right. So in my life, it's such a far distant kind of thing. Like there's are professional athletes. I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm like just some little girl. So mm -hmm. the first thing I would definitely say is you have to give yourself the chance, give yourself an opportunity and say yes to yourself. That's more on the mental aspect of it. You have to have courage. You've got to have a warrior spirit and be ready for the battle ahead. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's one thing. And the way to prepare for this battle is to have your the right armor. So having the right people around you, um, having that support. And if you don't, then you've got to start with yourself. You got to be the change that you want to see. And you know, you have to be able to believe in yourself. Two, I think you need to be a student of your sport or your event. So if you want to be a CrossFitter, if you want to go to the Olympics, if you just want to be the best trainer in the world to the celebrities, you've got to be a student of your sport. Start following what you want to do. So go on their Instagram. You can email them. You can DM them. A lot of people like myself like to hear genuine stories of, hey, how can I, what's the first step? How can I start this? So watching their videos, watching what they do. A lot of people today who are successful have stories out there. They have mm -hmm. done a podcast. They have done um, an article. They're very transparent on their social media pages. Follow what they're doing and kind of do that kind of research, do that kind of background, build that armor so that when you get to that point, you kind of know what to expect. Second of all, third, fourth, fifth, whatever, I don't even know what number I'm on, um, of saying things, um, I truly believe that you have to stay focused. Stay focused on it um, because there's going to be a lot of distractions along the way. Mm -hmm. And by distractions, I mean there's going to be a lot of negativity. There's going to be a lot of things. It's going to get hard, and there are going to be obstacles along the way. And so a lot of people think success happens like this, where you just keep trekking along. But mm -hmm. really, success is like, all over here, <laughs> moving. So just because um, in your GPS, your final destination, just because you get rerouted and rerouted and rerouted mm -hmm. doesn't mean that the destination is not this, not the same. It's just that the route is a little different than it look mm -hmm. like. So be prepared for those obstacles along the road and learn from them. Don't take them as a negative, take them as a positive that you learn this through this journey, things that you can overcome and they're going to make you tougher and stronger. Um, and so I honestly think there's so many resources out there today to get to where you need to be. Um, and I, I, especially for younger athletes, trust your coaches, trust the people who are, you know, are there for you. Um, don't second guess them. Don't go to a clinic and be like, well, that coach said that you're an idiot. Like that's not helpful. Take you know, everyone's advice, take them um, with a grain of salt and take what works for you. So I truly believe that anybody can be successful um, once they're focused, they're dedicated, and they put that armor on and believe that they can be that successful warrior that they need to be. So it sounds like you had a lot of mentors and you had a lot of people around you that were really kind of helping you. 
Yeah. How did you, like, who were your mentors and how did you use them to help refocus when life got distracting? Um, I kept my circle kind of small. Um, so it was my coaches and my mom. And that was it. Um, I couldn't, there were so many, like I said, distractions of people being like, oh, why don't you train with me? I'll get you to da 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 da. Um, you know, you, you're too heavy. You, you need to be training with me. You, you know, there's always these things of people saying things. And so I knew that my core needed to be strong, just like anything else. My values, my, you know, my foundation needed to be strong. So it was really my mother who pushed me when I didn't want to be pushed. Um, so she was a really great backbone to have. And then my two former coaches, um, my both my Olympic coaches, um, we no longer work together anymore. They were super, super helpful because they pushed me out of my comfort zone. They taught me lessons. They allowed me to believe in myself. And um, they gave me a lot of perspective. And they said, okay, well, if this happens and this happens, then, you know, this could happen. Not that it will, it could. And so they allowed me to pick, make decisions for myself. And if I knew what was happening ahead, like what was to come, I was like, oh man, okay, that could happen. I could go backwards a couple steps. So even though they didn't say you have to do this, they kind of guided me and were like, okay, this is it. Now make a decision. And so um, I, I do thank my coaches a lot for um, staying by me and dealing with everything along the journey, because you do need people who keep you grounded and keep me focused. So I, I appreciate them. And then now today, you know, I have my husband, I have my family. Um, and I have my amazing coach and doctor who are just so, so, so great. And so, so helpful that, um, and you know, these people come in your life at different stages. So I knew that at certain stages of my life, they were there and they were perfect for me at that time. And when you outgrow people, you have to grow. You have to allow yourself to grow. And so where I'm at now is I have my first ever female coach, which is absolutely amazing. And I have um, my doctor. And so it's literally just them two, my husband and my mom again. It's just a nice little tight core of people that support me, love me, um, and give me you know the realism that I need. That's amazing. I, I love that you're giving so much props to your mom too, because- <laughs> Yeah, like, and that's hard, you know, like when you got to go in there and try to I'm, motivate when somebody doesn't want to be pushed and you're, well, you're pushing. So I wanted to quit. I was like, get me out of this. I'm over it. I just want to be an actress. Please leave me alone. Like, I don't want to do this. And she was just so, at the time, I was like, you suck. I hate you. <laughs> and now I realize that all of this is because of her, all of this, her sacrifice, her hard work her dedication. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you need that. You need the you need the good guy and the bad guy. And my mom was the good cop and the bad cop. So I, I put a lot of praise to my mom. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So would you mind sharing with us a little bit about your experience at the Olympics? Like, how was that for you? Like kind of stepping into that? Like, were you completely awestruck? Yeah, absolutely. I um it's a dream that I just couldn't clearly see. 
I couldn't be like, I am at the Olympics and I'm here and I'm doing great. And it was one of those things where it was so overwhelmingly amazing. It really was. I had a tough time because um, I was coming off an injury and I was dealing with things with my country um, at the time. And so it was a lot harder than I thought. Um, but again, I, I learned in those moments. I learned about um, building the armor that I needed. And so I didn't perform as the best that I wanted to. Um, I still did great. I was really proud of myself. Finishing top 30 in the world is something, you know, to be proud of. Um, but it was a surreal experience. I mean, we're, I'm standing in line and Michael Phelps is like behind me and I'm like, sup, trying to keep cool, you know? And so, you know, I met Serena, I met the Fab Five. You, you watch these athletes work out. And that was, I took a video of it because I was like, oh my gosh, this is intense. And to see different cultures, different countries, different continents, all of the all of us together in a gym working out for different sports and it was incredible um and so we all live in a village as everybody knows and so to hear the different languages and see the different uniforms it was it was awesome like it was so incredibly wonderful um, and I think the Olympics, they do a good job of making sure that we all come together. Um, even with our competitors, it's, you know, when you've made it that far, we're just in bliss, you know, at this point. So um, the Olympics were, uh, from an athletic standpoint, absolutely amazing. Totally incredible. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds completely unreal. Like that, that sounds like a dream. That sounds like a dream. I love it. I love it. Now you're training to go back. Yes. yes. Training for one more. Yes. Yeah. In Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's been um, challenging because I was in Virginia training with my coach and um, I came back and I got COVID. So I got COVID January 17th and I'm still not cleared to train. I'm hoping today I will be, but yeah. Yeah. So how does that like ha, like and it sounded like we were chatting a little bit before we started recording and it sounded like it kind of hit you kind of hard yeah. um you know this pandemic has been a pretty wild ride do you worry that that's going to impact your performance this summer two million percent i'm i'm worried i won't be able to make it that is my biggest thing i'm worried that the doctors won't clear me and I'm worried because I'm having uh, chest pain. Um, the cardiologist is going to say that there's there's too many risks to, to continue to train and that he'll shut me down and then I'll have to retire. So that's like the worst part of it. Like that's the scary, I can't believe this is happening aspect. Um, but moving forward, um, yeah, I mean, I still intend to, you know, to train and do what I need to do to get to the games. Um, and I don't want to be a bad example um, mm -hmm. to the people who follow me. Obviously, I don't want athletes to go out there and be like, well, she did it after Corona. She had an oxygen tank, but she still made it. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to represent a bad thing. But when this is your last Olympics and um, you've trained for five years for two days, I want to do everything I possibly can to make it possible. Um, 
I am still having chest pains and I've been having them for about a month and a half. And so I haven't been able to work out or do anything. I'm trying to stretch in my living room and do what's necessary. Um, but because it's, the COVID is so unknown, they don't know why these side effects are happening. So I went to the hospital and I got an EKG, I got a chest scan, I got blood work, I got all this stuff done and everything came back fine, normal, negative. Um, and so my fear now is, well, then what's wrong? Why are these chest pains happening? Why do I have, why do I feel like this still? So um, it's been devastating in that aspect. Um, so I do miss training. I want to get back after it. So that was my biggest concern is not that it'll affect how I jump. It's taking me away completely after, you know, this much time. But I pulled my hamstring, you know, five months before the last Olympics. So I definitely, this is my lot in life to overcome things. So right now, um, I shut down my indoor season and I'm, you know, all eyes are focused on then on the outdoor season. I pray, you know, a month and a half is enough to March and beginning of April is enough to get me back in shape. Maybe this is the rest my body needed. Um, so we'll see. I've been doing visualization every day. So I visualize myself jumping and all that kind of stuff. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that visualization is really important and that's probably going to be key. You know, your body listens to you, your cells listen, listen yeah. to you and you have muscle memory. So that stuff will come right back. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Like, I think you're going to do great. I think it's going to be amazing um, just because you have all that. Like, you've got the mindset stuff and you've, yeah. you have such a foundation and you're totally right. Like, I firmly believe that if you if you if you don't allow your body the rest that it needs it will take it yeah yeah it will take it. so like you will get sick you will have an injury it will do something will happen where you have to rest absolutely so it could like i think you're probably right on about that like with, as far as the rest is concerned and i would think about it that way too like i'm just taking the break that i needed yeah. and i'm going to get right back to it and i'm going to go and i'm going to win yeah. And that's, yeah. Like, that's exactly the kind of mentality that I'm having. And I do, I'm a firm believer. I mean, mm -hmm. I push myself harder than I ever have in my life. And I, my body was just like, nah, boo -boo, not today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I, that's what I'm, that's, that's the mentality that I'm going in with. So, uh, yeah. Well, and you know what I actually see in the gym as a trainer, I, I see it time and time again, where people will come back from a vacation or they'll come back from an illness and they'll actually be stronger than they were before it happens like all the time like like, like just recently <laughs> I had a client and he 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 went on vacation and he came back and like we bumped everything up like everything was oh. super easy for him yeah yeah mm -hmm. so it happens mm -hmm. it happens wow that's amazing well, that gives me so much hope thank you anyway. yeah well <laughs> you know I mean you got to believe it right you have yes, to believe absolutely. in what you can do yeah. I mean yeah the the I mean, I, I did a segment on uh, PIX11 News in New York, and I was just like, I don't care. I will risk it all for these games. Like, I'm doing it. Like, there yeah. is no other alternative. Like, I will do whatever. Um, and so it's what it's what we athletes do. It's it's the best. Mm -hmm. thing. It gives us life, exercise, fitness. It, it drives us. It fuels us. So I definitely am a big believer in 
mind, body, equals mm-hmm. And it could be that you just really need to um, focus on the mind aspect of it right now. That was huge. Because, that was big. yeah. It was, because so many people, when they were like, how are you feeling about the games being postponed? I was like, to be honest, it's horrible obviously, but it gives us more time to work on our weaknesses. And a lot of things that people, the athletes don't work on because we don't have the time is our mental and flexibility. Those are the two things you will probably hear from most athletes. Like mm-hmm. I reworked my visualization over the summer. I worked on flexibility. You know, it's just like these things that we just take for granted, but they're mm-hmm. so important and so key to success. And if you ask any successful person, I don't care what their zone of genius is, they will tell you that visualization is one of the single most important things that you can do. And it's really, I mean, it's pivotal in creating your own reality. Like you're creating what's going to happen next in your life. And I mean, I know I don't mean to get all woo woo, but like I'm kind of woo woo. So (laughs) no, it's it's such a, and that's the thing. I'm so glad people are starting to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so key and it is so important um, to visualize. And I have mine like written out in stages. Like I write it, I wrote out the entire thing and I just read it every single day. It's just a part of my daily routine. I'm trying to read it more. I'm like, I got to read it like six times a day. And I'm like, I, I can't. You're, you have to feed your, your thoughts feed your body, right? So you have to keep your thoughts in line with the result that you want and you have to do it morning noon and night so if you're doing it six times a day i mean that's amazing i right now i'm at right now i'm at like between one to two times a day and it's usually in the morning because that's Mm -hmm. when i do a five minute journal and it's true Mm -hmm. because i do that in the morning and i do that at night before i go Mm -hmm. to bed so it is interesting that that happens i'm just missing the middle of the day um but it's that's i mean what you feed yourself Mm -hmm. just like nutrition Yeah. You eat, so, you, know, like, you eat donuts every single day, you'll you're gonna feel those results. If you eat broccoli every day, you're gonna feel those results. Yeah. So why don't you pair it with your meals? I think so. I think like that yeah. you said that, I was like, I'll just pair it with what I'm eating when I'm yeah. having like I usually do it with my morning coffee. So I do that, like it's like my relaxation time period. Um, but now I'm gonna like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do it with my my meals. It's a really yeah. good I love it. I love it. Just add add the meals in, and then you've got five times a day. Like you've got yep. morning when you get up, when you go to bed, and then with your meals. Well, yep. maybe even more. I don't know how often you eat. Like I'm assuming you eat three times a day, but some people eat five or six times a day. So whatever. I mean, yeah. why not? Why not? That's like it's idea. not going to hurt you. Nope, not at all. <laughs> I love it. I love it, Priscilla. This has been so amazing chatting with you. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Like, what is like? Where are you most active? I am most active on my Instagram, which is Priscilla underscore Frederick. Um, I do have a blue check, so you know it's me. Um, But if you want to follow me on anything, I have a website. Um, I did get married, so my name changed, but I did check. You can type in Priscilla Frederick or my married name, Priscilla Loomis, and I'll come up. If you see a girl with a purple hair, it's right. You're in the right direction. Okay. Um, I usually do. Yeah, I usually do. Um, so on Instagram, it's Priscilla underscore Frederick. I have PriscillaLoomis.com. Um, Priscilla Frederick on Facebook. I am on TikTok, but you're going to have to find that because my videos are quite embarrassing. 
So <laughs> we're going to let that go. Um, <laughs> you guys can find me on YouTube. I believe it's Priscilla Loomis. Um, and so I'll be starting, you know, so many things there. So follow along the journey. It's a, it's a fun little ride I got going on. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what you do this summer. Like, I know you're going to, you're going to go get that gold. I just know. It, but I, like, have a, I have such a good feeling, but I'm like trying to suppress it. So I'm just like, hey. no, no suppressing it. No, no. You feel that. Just like, don't suppress it. No way. I'm, I am like, I, in my own way, I'm just like, okay, you got this. But you like, got everyone, I'm just like, okay. I'm like, I'm like a, the silent, like little mm -hmm. sneak attack. It's like, no yeah. one's expecting me. And then bam, there I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you're just going to stay focused. You're going to get that mind exactly where you need it to be. Now that I'm doing yeah. it three times, four times a day. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> never left <laughs> for sure this has been so fun thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us everybody you need to go ahead and follow priscilla and make sure that you watch what happens this summer in so um in, in the olympian games because she's gonna win it i know it i know it thank you priscilla thank you so so much i appreciate it one more thing before you go as a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there.